0: Good morning and welcome to the Quincy Church of the Nazarene. I'm glad you chose to join us this morning. Today's date is May 16th, 2021, and our text from this for this morning comes from Luke chapter 24, verses 44 through 53. Please join me in reading Luke chapter 24, verses 44 through 53. This is Jesus speaking. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This finds us today... um, In the first Sunday after Ascension Sunday. So in the church year, um, we've taken the chronology from Acts for this. And so this is still the season of Easter. And um, in Acts chapter one, it says that after Jesus's resurrection on Easter morning, he spent 40 days with his disciples, teaching them, eating with them, um, guiding and transforming them, before his ascension. And so the celebration of the ascension is 40 days after Easter, which is May 13th this year. So uh, three days ago. And the Sunday after is often a time when churches celebrate it. And so we're going to take this Sunday and we're going to look at Jesus's ascension. Now this is important for a few reasons. Um, First, the proofs continue that Jesus is neither ghost nor zombie. Um, Jesus is a new kind of creation now. Um, not not anything that their minds could really comprehend. So, um, like, they had categories like we do of zombies who might, like, be resurrected corpses. Like, Wah around banging on doors or things. And just before our passage picks up, um, Jesus comes and he stands in the locked room with the disciples and he says, peace be with you. And they think, man, not a zombie, but we sure have a ghost problem here, guys. Uh, don't really know what's going on, but, um, ordinary people don't just appear in rooms with locked doors. He says, no, no, like, that's not what's going on. Look, here are my hands, my feet. You can see the scars. You can feel me, feel that I'm flesh and blood. And the disciples are like, this is kind of creepy. He's like, do you guys have any food? And they're like, oh, yeah, like, here's some fish. And so Jesus eats with them. And in Acts, he's really clear, like, he spends 40 days eating with them, talking with them, teaching them, opening their minds to understand this. And what they're coming to understand is that new creation has begun. This thing that's supposed to happen at the end of times when the dead are resurrected together has started in the middle of the story. And it blows their minds. Um, Nothing in their preparation, nothing in their studies has prepared them for this sort of revelation. And so Jesus takes 40 days and he teaches them. And now, for those of us who hear that, our ears should be tingling. He took 40 days to teach them. And our ears should be tingling because of the number 40. If you'll remember, 40 years is the amount of time that God takes to teach and train the Israelites in this new way. And 40 days are the days that Jesus takes to be prepared before he starts his ministry. Now 40 days are going to be the days that he takes to prepare his disciples to carry on the ministry when he's not with them in the same way anymore. And so these 40 days are really, really important for the disciples. These are 40 days of having their minds opened to understand the scriptures. And you'll notice here in verse 44, it mentions the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And for um, for those of us who aren't familiar with these three categories, basically that means the whole Old Testament. So for the Jewish audience, they would split the... Um, They'd split their scriptures into three parts. They'd have the law, the prophets, and the writings, or the psalms. And so the law are the first five books of the Bible written by Moses. And then the prophets include people like Isaiah, Jeremiah. Um, some of the other prophets get included there. Some of the other prophets get included in the writings. So it's not a neat breakdown like um, we might break it down. And then the writings... Are the ones that um, include the psalms, the songs, the proverbs, um, all the other things that are in there. Um, visions tend to get included in the writings, and so um, Jesus is opening their minds to understand that the whole tenor, the whole, um, the whole story contained in their scriptures right now is being fulfilled in their presence in ways that they had no imagination for. They're still thinking that a physical restoration of the kingdom of Israel right now is what's going to happen. In fact, if you look at the um, slightly more detailed telling of the story in Acts chapter 1 verses 1 through 11, you'll find that one of their questions is, so, are you now going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Like, this was our question just before you were crucified. And then you were crucified instead of restoring the kingdom of Israel. And, and now you're alive again. So, So, are you going to do it now? And Jesus says, it's not actually for you to know the times or days. Right now you've got a mission. And this mission is going to be a mission of new creation of church life, of carrying on Jesus's mission in the world in new ways. And so so he takes 40 days to walk through the scriptures with them, opening their minds. And the main thing that he wants them to understand is that the Messiah, the Christ, is going to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And then repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. Now, as we already know, this is mind-blowing. Like, the Christ was not supposed to suffer. Peter told him as much, and uh, Jesus had to rebuke him for it. But, this is also kind of mind-blowing. All nations... Are the object here. The object isn't a restoration just of Israel. The object is a restoration of all nations, which is already something that has been established a few times, but the disciples aren't really, they don't really get it. They don't really have the framework to understand. And so when we hear that it something took about 40 days, 40 years, 40 something to teach them, One of the things that we hear is that they're learning a whole new mindset, a whole new way of understanding the world. And so when God takes Israel out of Egypt, it takes 40 years of wandering around in the desert for them to start to change the ways that they understand the world. So all they had known to that point was Egypt. They knew the rules of Egypt. They knew how to make sure that They weren't in trouble with the law in Egypt. They knew the categories of Egypt. Um, They knew the gods of Egypt. They knew the ways to cook in Egypt. They knew how to handle food in Egypt. They didn't have any idea how to live in God's economy. And so God takes them out. And for 40 years, they wander around the desert, learning what it's like to live a life of dependence on God, and to live in ways that please God, and to learn to let go of Egypt. And they spend a lot of that time wanting to go back to Egypt. A lot of that time. But one of the first things that happens while they're out there is that Moses goes up on the mountain, and the cloud of God's glory, covers the mountain, looks like smoke and fire, and all the people are afraid. And Moses goes up on the mountain for 40 days. And for 40 days, God teaches Moses the law. And then when Moses comes back down, he leads the Israelites for 40 years in changing their minds and their hearts and their lifestyle and their lives to be more in line with God's law. And so, in some ways, this 40 days with the disciples is actually closer to the 40 days that Moses spent on the mountain with God. The disciples might not know it yet, but, but that's closer to what they're doing than the 40 years wandering in the desert. They'll have, they'll have their years to wander in the desert. In fact, some might argue we're still, in a sense, wandering. But, but they have their 40 days of getting a new law written on their hearts of getting a new way of thinking about the world of understanding the Messiah of understanding the redemption of all things. And one of the, one of the things that will stick with them that will stick with the church is this idea that new creation doesn't just discard the old entirely. Um, You'll notice, if you pay attention, and I invite you, like, dig into these texts this week, if you're not um, already digging in somewhere else, like, this is a great place to start. But dig into these texts and just read them a few times and notice, um, Jesus has a body. He's not a disembodied spirit or ghost. He's not just haunting them for these days. He's got flesh and bones, as he says. He's still got his scars. He's eating with them and drinking with them. And that is important for us because it means that there's some continuity with our physicality and the new creation. Now, we know Jesus's body isn't just like it was before the crucifixion and resurrection either because he can randomly appear in locked rooms. Or on the road to Emmaus, and then disappear. So we know that there's some some aspects of his physicality that our physicality doesn't possess, and so we call it, for lack of better terms, a new creation, a new body, a new sort of thing. And Paul will say later, like this prefigures what our bodies will be like in the resurrection, and so. As they're trying to wrap their minds around this and understand they've got 40 days to have this new law written on their hearts. And this time, the disciples finally get it. And we know that the disciples finally get it because their response is worship. To this point, it's not interred their heads or their minds like they haven't they haven't really grasped that Jesus is God that God has been living with them eating with them sleeping walking talking teaching them in person with them like like they have no mental framework for this and so for 40 days Jesus helps them understand that the whole of scriptures to this point has been pointing to this reality, and that this is good news for everyone, that repentance and forgiveness for sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you can read this in a couple ways. Like, it might begin at Jerusalem because, like, that's where the preaching first starts, which is true. It might begin at Jerusalem just because that's where they're standing, Um, that, that's where they've been staying. That's where they still are. They're still processing the events of Holy Week because you don't just go through something like that and recover right away. And so, so this is still on their hearts and their minds and in their lives, but they don't, they don't really get it until the Ascension. And the Ascension is like the crowning, the crowning glory of the story. The resurrection, the new body, the new creation breaking in in the middle is awesome, but it's the ascension that provides for them the aha moment where all of this finally clicks together and they respond with worship. And I think there are a couple reasons for this, But, but one of the most One of the ones that stood out to me most as I was reading it through this time was that this is their response as Jesus is blessing them in Bethany and then he's taken up to heaven and Acts 1 um, verse 9 will say he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid hid him from their sight. And if you're If you're paying attention, your ears should be tingling again. Um, Because we know that this is like the signal of God's approval. Um, And we know this in a few ways. First, we know that God's approval comes in the cloud. Um, We've seen this in Jesus' story already when he was baptized. Um, The voice from heavens from the clouds spoke. We've seen this on the Mount of Transfiguration when they're enveloped in the cloud. But, but our ears should really be tingling in those stories too because the cloud, as we mentioned before, starts way back in Exodus um, where Jesus' glory shows up. The pillar of cloud, the pillar of smoke that leads the Israelites by day. And it shows up on the mountain where Moses receives the law. And then after they build the tabernacle, the cloud comes down and it rests on it. And while the cloud rests there, while the glory of God rests on the tabernacle, the people's camp. And when it picks up, they move off and they keep following it through the desert. And so so this cloud imagery is very potent, very full of God's glory. And not only that, but we also have instances of people being taken up to heaven in a cloud. Elijah comes to mind with the chariots fire that come and they take him away in a cloud. Um, and this is like the sign of God's ultimate approval of their life and their ministry. Like they're taken up in the cloud. And so, so Jesus gets this sign of ultimate approval. But you'll notice The horsemen and chariots aren't needed. Uh, Jesus is taken up before them, before their very eyes. Uh, Jesus ascends and ascends with the full blessing of the glory of God covering them, him from their sight. And it's at that moment that it clicks. And their response is worship. In fact, they will spend the next ten days worshiping. And I think I think that's something that we often miss as we're going through the Easter season, and we kind of just pass it by as like a cool day on the calendar um, that we celebrate. And we don't always enter into the forty days of of Easter. And we don't always enter into the 10 days of worship after the Ascension. But I'd like to invite us this week, um, as we lead up to Pentecost next week, we're on the cliffhanger here, Um, to spend the time in worship. Um, To take the time. And spend it being amazed and awed at the wondrous things that God has done and is doing. And wants to continue doing. Um, Because this is the sort of story that transforms not just individual lives, but whole societies and worlds. And it's the sort of story that still is hard for us to wrap our minds around. So I invite you to embrace the the mystery, the awe, the wonder of the Easter story again this week. That God moved into the neighborhood and lived among us. And that And that God's plan isn't to just leave us comfortless in the ascension. But Jesus promises to give them power. And so they stay in Jerusalem, worshiping. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think I am. Pretty good search on this. This is the first time that we have mention of the worship of Jesus. Except maybe the Samaritan who's cleansed of leprosy and comes back and falls down at his feet. So, we are at the momentous point in our church year journey. Um, maybe not like the most momentous, that's Easter, arguably. But we're at we're at the point, the, the point of transition, where the church here starts to transition from focusing on Jesus's coming and life among us and Jesus's ministry um, embodied here on earth. And we start to focus to uh, the church's commission. And so um, as you're studying this week, I'd invite you to keep that in the back of your minds too. Um, because this starts the new, the new era of the church year here, so. Thanks for having with that this week. Let's pray. Oh God. The King of Glory. You have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. Amen. Until next week, God bless. Bye.